Greetings, folks. Alex Mack from Monaco Books Weekly here. Have you caught an episode of the podcast? And did you actually enjoy an episode? Then become a supporter. For as little as 99 cents a month, your contribution goes a long way in helping the production of the show as well as help generate content every week. And don't forget to catch us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio Republic, and Stitcher. Alex Mack once again and yes it is that time of year again it is Christmas time Merry Christmas everybody uh, hope everybody's having a pretty good holiday so far and you know if you are on YouTube at all making any kind of uh, like reviews or anything you are sort of but not really kind of obligated to do like top 10 lists for the year right and so here we go <laughs> here we are with my uh, my well, actually, so I kind of changed it because I couldn't really think of like a list of 10 things to really kind of put out there. So for me, I'm, I'm going to kind of twist it on his head a bit. You know, everybody's doing their top 10 stuff. And I, for a lot of them, I couldn't find like a whole 10 of things that I actually like really liked and was into like that. So I'm just going to do like a top five of everything that I, I thought was pretty cool and so this one is going to be my uh top five favorite christmas movies i thought that'd be pretty fun to get into and uh you know just to kind of get in the spirit full disclosure i'm not, i'm not really feeling the christmas spirit the christmas mood this year uh i don't know i think it's because my pockets are uh, hurting a bit but nonetheless um but i do like love seeing that all those movies are are on uh, Freeform. Is that the name of the channel now? Freeform, and you know they do the the twenty five days of Christmas thing, and yeah, they have like I mean they kind of wash and repeat like a lot of the movies. Like I saw the Santa Claus on there a couple of times. I saw Elf already a couple of times. Home Alone I saw on there a bunch of times, but you know it it's that does kind of help the nudge me into the the christmas spirit a bit you know so that's nice and thinking about it, like okay over the years what yeah what are some of my favorite uh like christmas movies that i go to every year and it kind of gets me in the mood kind of gets me in the spirit not working this year really but it's it's starting though you know so yeah let's let's uh go on with it my top five favorite christmas movies Yeah, so here, yeah, here it is. These are uh, movies I pretty much uh, every year I try to watch, except all of them, mostly except for the one. Uh, but yeah, it was I mean number five, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation it came out back in uh, 1989, and uh, you know it's the Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo 
uh, movies all also has uh, one of my one of my crushes growing up with Juliette Lewis in it. Yeah, it's 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 always fun to go back and watch this again. You know, and because it's you know it's this Chevy Chase in in peak form. Yeah, it's like he does slapstick really really good in this, and like yeah, it's it's stuff like like it's it's kind of perfect because even for me like i've seen it so many times but like every year i i catch it and it it kind of like leaves my memory a bit and but then like when it comes when i watch it again it's just like a, you know it it hits it, it never loses its flavor i guess you know it's it's still like even after like 20 30 times watching this thing it's it's still like really really funny and really fun so yeah yeah, so number four is Die Hard. That came out like a year earlier, and uh, Bruce Willis, of course, uh, and it's also starring the dad of uh, of Family Matters in there too. That's like I remember watching Family Matters and like, wait a minute, that's the that's the dude from um, <laughs> Die Hard, and he's playing a cop again. That's that's wow. But yeah, I love it. Uh, Alan Rickman in this too uh, is amazing. His his California accent is always a good chuckle. And yeah, it's this is a Christmas movie. It takes place like during Christmas. So yeah, it, this is a Christmas movie, you know. Um and, and it's the Christmas with action. So next year, hopefully a violent night would be uh added to, to this list too, because it looks really fun. It's I think it just started uh streaming, or it might be on demand now. I don't think it started streaming yet, but yeah, I really want to see that and it looks really good too, and it looks like kind of like a, a updated a Christmas movie for like grown adults and uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. I, hopefully that'll be on the list too. But yeah, Die Hard, I watched it. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it every year and yeah, love it. And number three is Gremlins. Now, and this is, this kind of goes, has uh, places in two lists for me because not only is it like one of my favorite Christmas movies, it's one of my favorite movies <laughs> ever, basically. Um, it's one of those weird, 80s movies that somehow got made it's like a christmas family horror movie for kids <laughs> you know it's i but i love it it's it's weird and it, it is christmas like a uh, gizmo gizmo in here is was a christmas present from his father so it, it takes place during christmas so this is a christmas movie and yeah, I love it. Oh, it's starring uh, Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates in here. Um, it's uh, a Joe Dante directed gem. Um, I, I think you could call this a cult classic at this point. Uh, came out in '84. Loved it ever since. Now, this is the one that I I don't watch every year. That's because like they don't show it on cable anymore. It's not on any streaming. But and so I got to buy the Blu-ray. I don't know why I haven't bought the Blu-ray for this yet. It's one of my favorite favorite movies of all time but yeah there it is uh gremlins number three on my list it's it's pretty up there for me and number two is home alone it is the the christmas movie of like my generation it's it was a a straight up classic as soon as it was released uh yeah i remember like just all the 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 attention and and press the movie was getting back when it first came out and you know, like it made uh, Macaulay Culkin uh, like the child actor of the 90s, <laughs> you know, and it is still fun. Uh, uh, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are kind of like they make the movie, really, uh, even with like all the kind of like Hanna-Barbera cartoon 
shtick they they do in this they they still like cement this movie into like being a classic and uh something that i think like delights kids and like you know the the uber violence <laughs> like in the end and like kind of growing up with it it um yeah it kind of speaks to the, like the, the the kid in me still you know and total nostalgia glasses i'm sure but it's still like i i can i watch this movie every year i'm going to watch it every year my kids love it they watch it every year and yeah it's it's, it's an all-time all-time favorite of mine uh for like it's it's not christmas if i don't watch home alone at least once <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's just not christmas that way but yeah that's my number two and my number one my number one favorite christmas movie is probably going to throw some people off but uh scrooge that came out back in 88 uh, it's it's like a well a modern take for the 80s uh of the christmas carol uh is bill murray as the scrooge character he's like a tv exec that's like really crotchety uh um, really kind of a douche to everybody and you know he's, he's trying to put on this uh this live play of the christmas carol but he kind of gets sucked into his own uh version of the story it's, it's bill murray as pure 80s bill murray you know and i just i love it um i, I mean, this came out what 88 so i was probably like seven when this came out but i have so much i have so fond memories of watching this like yeah, and yeah, I love it. It's it's another one that is not Christmas unless I watch this at least once. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I haven't watched this yet, so maybe that's why I'm not like fully in the the kind of Christmas spirit yet. So I need to I need to go and uh, put on Scrooge so I can I can get in the spirit. But yeah, so that's it. That's my uh, I these are my favorite favorite movies, uh, Christmas movies. I I watch them every year except for Gremlins again. Yeah, I, I love them. It's not Christmas unless I like watch these movies. I'm going to watch them like every Christmas from from now on, most likely. And hope and I like with uh, Home Alone. I like introduce my kids to it, and and they like it. But Die Hard maybe a little later, <laughs> you know. But yeah, uh, uh, the Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase introduce them to it they love it too um the scrooge i'm, I'm kind of like the only one that really likes that movie like that yes it is christmas time it is the end of the year is approaching and you know what time it is it is list time once again and so in the spirit of that uh, i have uh the top five movies that uh were kind of my favorite movies that came out this time of year a lot of people are doing the top 10 but i i'm, I'm going to kind of uh, do my own thing with that and just break it down to like my top five so yeah here we go top five movies of uh, 2022 yeah and so i will readily admit i did not see uh, everything that kind of hit the theaters this year there's a lot of movies i'm still waiting to to kind of see um i haven't got a chance to see avatar yet I haven't got a chance to see Black Panther yet. Those those are the ones that's probably like uh, missing from my list. That's probably on everybody else's. But from what I was able to see, uh, you know, this this is kind of like my my list of of my favorite five that I've seen. And starting out with number five, uh, the Black Phone, starring uh, Ethan Hawke. 
starring Ethan Hunt. I keep I keep want to call Ethan Hunt Ethan Hawk. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, is it Ethan Hawk? Ethan Hawk. Good Christ. <laughs> oh, the black phone with Ethan Hawk. I don't know why. I keep, he's one of my favorite actors. I don't know why I keep messing his name up, confusing him with Ethan Hawk and Ethan Hunt. I keep refusing. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a really good movie. Really good tale. Um, it's uh, it's it's pretty dark. It's pretty grim. As a matter of fact, you can see in my my list is a uh, <laughs> uh, pretty grim. It's a lot of like uh, really dark, depressing, and even uh, you know, just a bunch of like horror movies are are like really kind of anti-heroes or protagonists you know anyway uh yeah the uh the black phone was uh really well done I really uh liked it it was it was based off a book by uh, stephen king's son uh joe hill and it, it really plays out like it like from you know the bullies to the the uh 70s and 80s uh time frame to uh people with like you know powers like mental powers it's, it's very much kind of like stephen king by the book uh, but even still with that, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's, it was one of uh, the best things I saw today. Uh, today, One of the best things I saw this year. And it's basically off of uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, performance. Like he, he, he brings it in everything he's in. And like, yeah, he's, he's, he's very uh, disturbing and menacing in this one. And yeah, it's, it's def I, for me, it's a, it's a, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's a must watch. Number four, the Batman. Um, yeah, it was. I saw this in the movies. It was. It was fun. It was really good. I, I there are some there are some gaping flaws in the movie, though. Uh, most notably is uh, Batman was like impervious to everything. Like he got he got shot a bunch of times, like a few times, like at point blank range. I, he took a like a C4 bomb to the face, basically, and just got up. <laughs> like he just got, he wasn't bleeding. Like he like a, his nose wasn't blown off, or like he wasn't missing chunks of flesh or nothing. He just got up, and I'm, the whole time I'm just kind of in there. Like, I mean, I love Robert Pattinson. Yes, he is the new Batman. I can't wait, uh, like for the the other movies for him in it. Uh. And he brought the menace and like he was a very emo Bruce Wayne, like very, very emo Bruce Wayne. Like uh, I've, I've seen the memes where they have uh, like the Nirvana, something's in the way kind of playing in the background. And, you know, they got a guy with, with his hoodie up and he's, you know, I'm going to fight crime or whatever. But yeah, like that was cool. that was actually kind of cool for me. Like, OK, yeah, we can have an emo. Like Bruce Wayne would, would very much be like very emo. Right. And disturbed. And like the way uh, you know Batman and this is just beating the hell out of everybody is like okay yeah I I can dig that <laughs> you know but it's like wait he's just he's taking all this damage and he's just getting up <laughs> you know I think and I think it's just uh, the the script might have needed to be kind of tightened up here and there. Paul Dano though Paul Dano's uh, performance as Hush slash well. Riddler, I don't know if that's a spoiler at this point, but I mean, sorry <laughs> if I spoiled it for you, but like, <clears throat> yeah, he was very good, and I mean, I, I was talking about the script, but like, it it got it got too real, <laughs> actually, it got too real and too deep, uh, you know, just talking about uh, how 
Paul Dano's character was able to uh, manipulate a bunch of like people out there to carry out his uh, kind of like devious deeds and kind of start his own kind of like murderous terrorist Reddit group, <laughs> you know, and, and kind of get them into action. But it was it was really good. It was really fun. Uh, it was just. I mean, it's it's kind of low on my list only because it was just like, well, is is this Superman cosplaying as Batman or what's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I but no, I really did like it. Um, and uh, what's her name? Lenny Kravitz's daughter, uh, Zoe Kravitz, and this too was was really good as well. Yeah, uh, John Turturro in this was was really good too, and it's a really solid flick. Um, it was just like, yeah, he took a bomb to the face and just. Just got up. I don't. How, how do you? How? how? Anyway, uh, number three, The Northman. A really good, uh, really good flick. The third movie from uh, Robert Eggers, and I, I was I was a fan of The Witch and uh, The Lighthouse. I like, but I don't understand that much. But I I still like it somehow. Um, and this being his uh, third uh, entry, uh, I kind of expected somewhat uh you you know to be a little weird or like just a little off um and he brought that of course but also like nailed uh the like a solid story uh alexander skarsgård was a uh, really he i mean it's his lineage right he's it's a it's a viking movie and he is very much scandinavian and so yeah he was he was he's really really good in this pretty awesome and yeah, it was a good flick. Um, you know, uh, Robert Eggers like to throw these kind of like really kind of mystifying, weird kind of things in there, and he, and he brought that. Uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy is good in everything she's in. She's she's incredible in everything, and yeah, I I really liked it. I, it being a Rob, Robert Eggers movie, I kind of had high expectations for it, and I, I kind of feel he he met it. You know, so yeah, it's really really good. Really good, really fun, and I guess you could say it's, it kind of had a twist, but I don't know. I kind of saw it coming, in a way, with uh, um, Nicole Kidman's character. Yeah, and uh, again, Ethan Hawke, you know, uh, another. He's he's not in the movie a lot, but like when when he's in there, he's he's pretty good. And as well as a uh, another one of my favorites, uh, Willem Dafoe. And so yeah, it was it, it was really good. I. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll watch it again. And okay, and so now we're getting into the MCU portion of the list uh, with Doctor Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This was the best movie, the best uh, MCU movie of Phase Four. <sighs> well, okay, I haven't seen Black Panther yet, right? So, so without seeing uh, Black Panther, this is probably my favorite MCU movie. And probably my favorite, like Phase Four offering, <laughs> like Phase Four wasn't that great for me. Um, they had Falcon, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier was pretty good. WandaVision was was okay, but uh, I think uh, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was probably the best one. Um, you know, it was Sam Raimi doing this thing. Um, it had a Bruce Campbell cameo, and you know the. Uh, no, when uh, Doctor Strange and uh, America Ferrara, I think her name was, was kind of like going through the different multiverses. It was it was really good, and it really picked up there. And uh, you know that battle when he was kind of like uh, I don't know, Zombie Strange was like really really good, really fun. Uh, 
And we got to see uh, Wanda also uh, kind of like, you know, go off. And, and it had shades of um, House of M in the comic books. And so, <clears throat> yeah, it was really it was really good and really fun. Had a really fun time in the movies uh, seeing this. And that yeah, was one of uh, my favorites of the year. So number one is probably where I'm going to turn a lot of people off. Um, but going by what I like, what, like, what was my favorite things of the year? Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I, it was one. It was one of the favorite things that I saw this year. And I, man, I watched it like four times. It came out like right around the Halloween time. You know, watched it like four times, man. It was it. It caught me off guard. I, I didn't see any trailers. I didn't look up anything for it. I just kind of like, you know, put it on one time. I, th I remember I got the the um, the, the COVID shot and it kind of put me out for a day and I just put it on and I wasn't, I was not ready, wasn't ready for it. Like it had the whole uh, like old school universal monsters, uh, you know, thing going on with it, uh, the scratchy kind of film filter on it and like the, the cigarette burns and yeah, it was, man, it, it hit me in my nostalgia feels like honestly. And like the, the special presentation, uh, you know, like a uh, thing that rolled before, like in the, the, the credits before just, just took me all the way back to like being a kid again. So yeah, no, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it and like yeah we man thing like man thing on screen like oh okay yeah that's that's what's up yeah it was uh it was well acted everybody was doing their thing it had gail uh garcia bernal and uh laura donnelly in here and uh, uh the, the lady in here too was still in the scene uh harriet samson samson harris yeah it was definitely just it's hamming it all the way up. Like I really like she, she kind of helped solidify like the tone in this. Like, yeah, I love the man. Like it took me back to, you know, being in the basement in my parents' house as a kid, like in front of the floor model TV, watching some weird old time movie in there. You know, the only thing, the only thing it was missing was a, like a Vincent Price cameo that, that would have, man, that would have just sent it over the top for me. But yeah, that was, that's, I like that one. That was kind of like my favorite thing that came out this year. And yeah, there you go. Uh, my favorite movies of 2022. And this one's kind of different. I was doing like, I did my top five favorite uh, Christmas movies and I did my top five favorite like just movies that came out in 2022 but I and I was going to do the same thing for this one but I kind of liked a lot of the shows and series that was uh that came out this year so yeah and I was just looking at like everything I had listed and I'm like oh well I might as well I might as well just do a top 10 and so here we go the uh top 10 favorite shows uh, that I've watched in 2022 here we go Okay, yeah, here we go. So, um, as you can see, it's it's been a, a few things that came out this year that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and so, yeah, let's just dig into it. Uh, number ten with Peacemaker that is uh, on HBO Max, the uh, the John Cena led superhero. Uh, can you call that superhero a super villain <laughs> uh, show? Uh, that 
honestly, it's it's so it's so crass, it's so irreverent. It's um, it kind of reminds me of like an adult swim show set to live action. It's pretty much like the whole tone of it, and I was I was kind of here for that. Yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it just don't take it serious. If you just want something to put on and just turn your brain off and just kind of like have a good giggle every now and then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's peacemaker. It's, it's a really fun show. really low key. And yeah, it one of my favorite things I watched this year. I wasn't expect, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> and so it took me kind of by surprise. And so I'm like, okay, that was pretty cool. I like that. Uh, the boys season three, uh, that was like every time, every time I think they can't get any crazier, they can't get any nastier. <laughs> um, they, they raised the bar. Um, yeah, this is season. So the boys season three is at a had like a lot more action than the first two seasons. And we get to see Homelander kind of like completely losing it too, which I was kind of waiting. Like, and I love how they did that with Homelander too. He was kind of like, he, he was kind of like a tea kettle, like just slowly starting to like boil over, you know. And no, seeing seeing him actually kind of just completely lose it was was actually fun to see. And uh, yeah, we got to see a, a Soldier Boy. Not not that Soldier Boy, the the Soldier Boy from the comic books, right? But then yeah, we got to see Soldier Boy in here as like a pseudo uh, Captain America or like kind of like a douchebag Captain America, and yeah, Billy the Butcher kind of like goes uh, a little bit overboard with the uh, with the with the the serum they got on. Uh, what's it called? Something V. I I can't remember it offhand, but it was um, Compound V, right? You can like shoot it up like heroin or whatever, and so yeah, it was. And and that orgy scene. So from what I, I I haven't read the comics, but from what I hear, that um that the 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 superhero or whatever orgy that takes place in there, it wasn't as bad as it was in the comics. But still, it was just like there was there was a visual in there. Where it was just like why 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 did I need to see that? I would have gotten the point with you not showing like the whole. But yeah, that, no, that's the boys. They're gonna go there. They're gonna show you everything, and you you gonna sit there and just cringe. That's that's all you can do. Um, but yeah, that number nine is is really good. I think next season might be the last season for the boys. But um, if it is, it's it's gonna be crazy. I I can't wait for that. So yeah, that's number nine. Number eight, the Sandman. Um, yeah, another comic book adaptation. Um, this one, uh, Neil Gaiman, kind of personally took a lot of uh the the lead on like creating the show on this and and it shows like this this the way they did this show like the tone of it from episode to episode really like it it can throw you off it, it definitely did me but i kind of want all other comic book shows to be like that because when they do that it kind of plays like like uh, an issue of a comic book because you know like issues of comic books go jump from kind of like one story to the next to the next to the next but still kind of like carrying on that overarching narrative it's kind of like that connects everything and and that's what they did so because like every like two episodes it'd be like different 
characters, a different a different enemy, uh, you know, and like a different story. And it would like switch over like that. And I was like, that's actually really genius. I kind of want like all the comic book shows to be like that now. You know, we we don't have to stick with, you know, two or three main heroes for the, the entirety of the eight hour series or whatever. You know, we can, yeah, bring in, it's, it's kind of like the better way to introduce a lot of uh, different characters and plots from the comic books to just kind of like, give give it like an hour to two and a half hours or whatever and just move on to the next one it's, it's pretty good but overall like yeah they they nailed it tom sturge i believe how you say it um i think he did he did a really really good job he just he wasn't bringing the menace to me he was kind of looking like a like zoolander i don't know if you remember zoolander with uh like owen wilson and uh ben stiller like whenever he had this like his serious face, he kind of looked like he was doing the Zoolander like pout pouty face. But I that that was probably just me. Um, yeah, really really enjoyed it. It looked really good, uh, really well crafted, and yeah, I can't wait for the next season. That'll be dope. Number seven, Servant, uh, is on Apple TV. First off, Apple TV is has so many like really good shows. They're, they're beating out Netflix to be, they're beating out Hulu. They're like, if you don't have Apple TV, get it. They got, they got a ton of really good shows and servant for me, uh, is one of the craziest, weirdest, best things I've ever watched. Um, cause it keeps you off balance and it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you guessing like the entire, this, like this is season four and it's still like, what the hell is happening? This is weird as hell, but I can't, I can't look away. I can't look away. I love it. Um, it's, uh, it's ran by M. Night Shyamalan. It's one of, uh, kind of like produced by him. Uh, and it's like the good M. Night Shyamalan too, where it's just like a bunch of weird stuff is happening. It hasn't gotten to like some crazy twist yet, but I don't know. It's, this is, it's, it's a wild ride and I can't wait for them to, uh, like land this thing. Cause it's, it's crazy. I definitely say uh, check this out if you're looking for like a uh, kind of like a mystery suspense that's kind of eerie as well. Um, they, yeah, man, get Apple TV. Check out Servant. It's it's bizarre. Number six, Abbott Elementary. Oh yeah, definitely one of the favorite my favorite things I've seen in a long time as far as like a sitcom goes. Um, came out of nowhere too uh is uh ran by quinta brunson who i think has youtube ties too i think she kind of like started out in youtube and man it's 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 funny it's it's grounded it has so much heart and it shines a light on like teachers in uh in elementary school and like you know watching it i can't help but kind of draw me back to like uh my days in elementary school and you know, remembering all the teachers and you know just uh like the the just the weird day-to-days we go through like all the assemblies everybody got to like you know uh just con- convene in the in the cafeteria for some some like lame assembly or whatever whatever but no it is it is really good show it's really funny again it's it has such heart to it so and and it's it's funny it's actually really funny yeah, it's it's really well acted. It has uh Quinta Brunson, I think I said already, uh Jason or I'm sorry, 
and uh, Tyler James Wilson from uh, Everybody Hates Chris fame and and is uh, famously now uh, for the show that finally got a Shirley Ralph like uh, a Emmy award. Like she deserves all the awards. She's been killing it for a while. I remember seeing her way back uh, in that Eddie Murphy movie, um, Distinguished Gentleman, I think it was when like he, he was uh, Eddie Murphy was playing like a con man that was running for office or something like that. Yeah, I remember seeing her way back then and then she kind of like disappeared. But I guess she was on like doing like stage and all that. But yeah, it was seeing her and this again. I'm like, hey, hey, she's she's back. She's doing stuff. And then having her win like uh, an award for this is like really fitting. And I loved it because yeah, I love the show. Like this is this is a really good show. Um, I'm watching season two now. And yeah, man, I, yeah, I love this show. It came out of nowhere. Right. And it's just like, yeah, that. So they are still making good sitcoms on TV nowadays. Thank, thank God, you know. So cracking my top five, as you can see, will be Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, I, I am a huge fan of the games. I know it's it's a very flawed game, but I I'm playing it on my uh, PC, so that kind of it's a the game is buggy as hell. But I'm playing like the best version of a, of a buggy game, if that makes sense. Um, but what they were able to nail in the, in the game is night city, like the, the world of night city. Uh, it's, it's so kind of fully realized and I, I, I love, I loved it. Like I've come back time and time and time again to play the game just to kind of like explore night city and walk around. And they put, they put, they pack a lot into the game, but it's, it's so good that I want more honestly. And so <clears throat> knowing that like the the anime was coming out i was all over it like yeah I, I watched i watched the whole thing in like the first weekend or whatever and plus it's like that good it's like really really good really solid anime and i love how it, it kind of enhances the source material too uh like like in the game they have this thing called a uh, cyber psychosis and while you you do come in contact with with uh, people who have cyberpsychosis in the game, you, you kind of like have to fight them or whatever. But yeah, I was wondering like what what would that like what would that be like to actually like go through like you know the the cyber psychosis thing, and like that that's pretty much what the story of uh, Edge Runners is. Um, uh, this seventeen uh, year old kid named David Martinez, I want to say. Um, uh, is who's kind of like struggling, you know, day to day as one would do in Night City. Um, and uh, there's a very tragic event that happens to him uh, very early on in the ser in the ser series, and he uh, and he uh, kind of goes into a deep dive of uh, you know edge running and uh, like chroming himself, like getting like these uh, kind of like cybernetic implants in himself and um and yeah this the, the looming threat over everyone's head who gets the um gets like uh like the cybernetic implants is uh cyber psychosis and it's it's like if you have the money for the medicine you can prolong it but i think it's it's just like a matter of time <laughs> a matter of time basically before um it catches up to you and man the anime is is great the, the characters in here is great I, I love it. It's it's the one thing that kind of brought me back in the anime because I had stopped watching anime for a couple of years now. I just 
it wasn't nothing that actually kind of like grabbed my attention to like pull me in. This this did it though. This this actually got me back in the anime. And yeah, it's one of the best, not only just one of the best animes, one of the best things I've seen on TV like all year and in a couple of years. So yeah, that's I love it. Number four, <clears throat> Closet of Curiosities by uh Guillermo del Toro. And I love this. I love this show. It's an anthology horror show in the same vein of uh, Tales from the Crypt from like back in the day. And I've been yearning for like a new Tales from the Crypt or a new Tales from the Crypt type show. And finally got it with Guillermo del Toro's Closet of Curiosities. It's, I think it's about seven or eight. Uh, episodes of like an anthology series or so like different random kind of like stories or whatever and there there are there are definitely stories that are better than others I would say um, probably my favorite would be uh, the autopsy one is man that's like an instant classic um, the last one with uh, that really weird one with like uh, Eric Andre and uh, Rutger Hauer no not Rutger Hauer uh, Peter Weller and uh, Peter Weller in it and yeah that was that one was like really bizarre and twisted it's, it's kind of a slow burn but yeah I, I was into it i love that kind of thing um and so he also did two he um adapted two uh lovecraft stories in this as well which was actually really well done they, they were really cool and yeah the like i don't all of the episodes are like really really strong i i, I really love the show though the only one I would say probably was the weakest. I was probably the one with um the 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 lady who was um with the cream who was trying to like you know get some like beauty cream or whatever. Like it was a good episode, but the ending threw me. I didn't understand what the ending was supposed to say, but and that that was a good episode. And, and to me, that was like the weakest one, but that's still like super strong uh, compared to like every other show out there. Um, so yeah. If you're into like if you like Tales of the Crypt from back in the day, if you're looking for like a horror anthology show, and why wouldn't you, right? Uh yeah, Closet of Curiosities on Netflix. Check it out. It's it's excellent. Like excellent, excellent. Number three, another Apple TV show. Uh Severance is it, 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 this became one of my favorite shows on TV. Like it it, it got up there for me. Uh this it's, it's basically like uh, there's a company that will do a procedure on you called uh, severance. So it will separate, they'll implant something in your brain that separates your work you from your out of work you. And so like, uh, you know, when you get ready to go into work, uh, you, you go in the elevator and something kind of like takes over your brain and like you just work. The, your your other consciousness like works in the day job and that's all they know <laughs> like all they know is just work like that's it and as much of a hell as that sounds like <laughs> and i don't know why people would do that i don't i maybe it's me looking way too much into it though but i got like shades of kind of like this uh mk ultra uh kind of message in there as well as far as controlling a, a portion of your mind and kind of like white trying to wipe away a whole nother side of you 
so so the, on one side of you is just totally like able to be controlled right and that might just be me like just looking into it kind of crazy but i i was picking up all these like different hints and stuff in there like like the like the conditioning of the workers like you know oh if you meet this quota you'll get you'll get a uh what do they call it like a, a shrimp a shrimp social right you get a shrimp social and make that like this huge thing and it's just like what three pieces of shrimp and a, and a lemonade and bam that's all you get for all your hard work right and it's just yeah it's man it's, it's I, I love it again it's an apple tv show apple tv has some of the best shows out there like i i was sleeping on them for a while but then like i was started watching servant it's like this is insane let me what else they got on here and i, and I saw servant uh severance and yeah it's, it's one of the best things i've seen on television it's check it out like uh it's star adam mckay in here is uh really good like i've never seen him do like a serious role like that he's always been in these kind of like uh off-ball comedies excellent like super, <laughs> he is excellent in this and, and um you know uh, john Turturro again uh is in this as well and and a bit uh part in here with uh christopher walken too um that that was a surprise but yeah i i highly recommend checking out severance on apple tv it's 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 really really good number two uh house of the dragon i, I recently did a review on this like uh, about two weeks ago or something like that um yeah it's to me i like this a lot better than the original game of thrones and it's it's only because the original game of thrones had so many characters in it and like he's you would have to it's very easy to get lost watching the the original series but this one is is more toned down like the this there's less characters it's more focused to me and there's drag we actually have dragons in this one like you have to wait years before like the actual dragon showed up in the original one but in this one we had the dragons pretty much from the jump and so i'm like yes yes all right there we we in there and matt smith say no more <laughs> and stranger things season four is my number one because that show shouldn't work like th that's a show that just really shouldn't work i think each episode was like an hour and a half it was like a movie uh, episode but they they nailed it like i did uh i did a review of this earlier this year uh on the uh a a podcast channel and I, 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 I'm not sure if I gave it a four or a five, but it, it was, I, I might've given it a five because they, yeah, they, they nailed it. Like every character, like they had so many like teams of characters doing so many different things, doing their own kind of like side story. And it took up, it was so much, there was a lot of things that didn't need to be in there that they could have cut but the way they kind of like just brought everything together at the end man yeah it was i was like that they did it again they did it again how how do they keep doing this like i would say season three was a little bit of a drop off it was still solid but it was a little bit of a drop off but no they they came right back they man they came right back with this one and i just eddie man eddie uh eddie you my boy <laughs> uh but yeah 
<clears throat> so yeah, there we have it. There is my uh, a top ten list of uh, TV shows I saw this year. TV was kicking. TV was kicking more than movies. Honestly, like it was kind of like, why? Why do I need to go to a theater? I'm getting like quality entertainment right here in my living room. And yeah, so yeah, there we go. My top ten TV shows of 2022. Once again, uh, thank you everybody for uh, checking me out. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. And for anybody who uh, clicked on the video, bought a book. Uh, like the video subscribe to the channel uh thank you sincerely i sincerely appreciate it i appreciate all of you and i hope hopefully i'll be able to make uh some pretty decent content and maybe hopefully make it a little bit better uh in the in the next year but um yeah i will see you then Bye. Travel with me to a dark and isolated farm located deep in the heart of St. Mary's County, Maryland, where the only African-American farmer and his family are being tormented by some thing stalking around their property. Can they survive? Can they protect the farm that is their very livelihood? And can they do it with their sanity intact? Are you in the mood for dark, isolated, rural horror? Are books full of ghastly green goo and reanimated corpses your jam? Then check out Mulch, the eerie inaugural novella from Maniacal Books, available today on Amazon Kindle and mcsbooks.com.